Support for this program comes from Tiger Lily Communications, public relations, content creation, publicity, and marketing for creatives. We make you look even better. Find out more at T-I-G-E-R-L-I-L-Y communications.com. Creatives tell their stories about what they do and why they do it. I'm Felicia Hodges, and today I'm talking with marketing and communication specialist Kimberly Hodges, who's the owner of Provision PR and Events, a Washington, D.C. metro area company that produces live events and award shows for local businesses, government projects, and nonprofits. Her love for arts and her passion for helping others led her to writing faith based screenplays. And her latest project, 99 Things to Do with Your Pants Up, a faith-filled girl's guide to things to do instead of doing the do, which debuted in late 2020. In her spare time, she works with organizations that help young women and a nonprofit that supports single mothers, which she says is part of what pushes her to craft the stories that she does in hopes of helping women and young girls make choices that will enable them to live their best lives. Full disclosure, y'all. Our last names are the same because she's my cousin. Welcome, Cousin Kim, and thank you so much for joining me today. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be sitting on your couch talking to you. I know I'm excited. I'm excited too. So you do a lot of things very well, I must say, but they all seem to flow kind of from working with the written word. How did you start communications and with writing? Like, Where did you begin? Okay, so... Communications is a no-brainer. I mean, all the way through school, knowing that, you know, because I talk too much, just started, you know, just talking, 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 getting in trouble for talking in kindergarten, that I was like, you know, let's, maybe I can make a career out of this. So um, the next step was to find a career that allowed me to talk nonstop. And that was something in, at that time, mass communications. And then from mass communications to duel it down, like people, like being in front of people, became public relations. And that's how I began to my, I guess, my venture into um, all things communications, PR, marketing, and events. Oh, seems like a good career choice for you, as today you run a public relations and events agency. How is creativity inherent in what PR is, or at least how you help your clients do what they do? Yes, definitely have to be super creative in all things that I do, because with the things that I do need to basically visualize for my clients. You know, I, I am, I, I'm the vision, I'm the branding, I'm the coming together, whether it's a, a, a an event or if it's a PR campaign, um, it allows me to be very, very creative, which is what I really love about what I do. Although the craft is kind of the same, you know, working with the written word, how did you move from helping folks with their public relations needs to writing screenplays? Started doing PR, it had allowed me to do some creative writing for my clients. But it parlaying in it being storytelling really came from someone who encouraged me to 
I guess, tiptoe on that side. And that would be Felicia Hodges, who is my cousin. <laughs> and that was a long time ago. And from that, for me saying, I don't want, I don't, no, I, no to, okay, let me try. I was given a first assignment by Felicia Hodges. And from that, she's like, hey, this is pretty good. From there, I groove a, a love for creative writing and writing for more than just a program or a project. So that's how that kind of parlayed into that. I was kind of pushed into it. I'm saying no, you know, someone who I care about saying, yes, you can, doing it. And then from there, it grew. See, what had happened was, though, at the time I was publishing a regional women's magazine and I needed a story written. So I asked you if you could do it. And you were like, okay, sure. And it was really good, you know? So I was thinking, you know, she'd been lying. She'd been writing like this for quite a while. That's how good it was. So, you know, sometimes it just takes that seed, you know, letting people know that you got this. Right. To see yourself in a different light. You know, I had to see myself from doing this for somebody else and telling their stories to telling my own stories or stories that, you know, that I dream about or that I, you know, that I feel that I, that I have, that I'm given an inspiration is given to me to do. So I had to see myself differently and then go from there. Your faith is very important to you and what you do and also how you do it. How does that help or does it hinder working with clients? So a lot of my clients are nonprofits in, in, in their government. I believe it helps because in a lot of ways, because of my faith and in, in, in my beliefs tend to make me open up and care more and look at things a different way with my nonprofit clients and even some things that I do for the government. I think it helps me. It, it you know, it keeps me to look at things, um, opens me up to look at things fairly with, you know, with an, an eye of compassion. Before, like, I had faith in my life, I wasn't that compassionate as I am now that, you know, that I follow Christ, study, you know, the things, the things of Christ in the Bible. It's really helped me to be more compassionate and open, which, which actually helps me to be more creative because he is the creator. So, I mean, it helps me a lot to be creative. So I would say, yes, it's, it, it's definitely helps me more than hinders. So tell me, where did the idea for 99 Things to Do With Your Pants Up come from? So what a name, right? 99 Things to, to Do With Your Pants Up. So I am on the board of a, 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 a girls group called Young Women of Society here in, in, in Washington, D.C., and um, they, uh, I help a lot with their programs and their galas. And it's one time we had a program and, you know, the, um, a young lady came up to me and she was like, you know, just talking, just, I don't know. I was just minding my business. And she just opened up to me and she's like, yeah, you know, seeing this young man and, you know, he's not this, he's, he's not what I would really like to be involved with. And he's, he's really, you know, not that interesting and everything. We were intimate, but that's not, and they said it in their teenage kind of slang. And she's like, and I was like, wow, okay. She opened up about that. And I was like, well, she's going to open up to me. I'm going to open up to her. So I said, well, if he's not this and he's not that, then, you know, why did you choose to, you know, to take that step with him? She's like, I don't know. Cause I was bored. And I was like, oh, okay, wait a minute. 
<laughs> you were bored. So you that was the reason you were bored? I was like, there's a million things you could have done. You could have did this. And I mean, you could have did that. She's like, you know what? You're right. I, I don't know why I did that. And it had her thinking. I'm definitely inspired. Like, you know, God gives me a lot of dreams. He, he, he speaks in several ways. And, and I, you know, was just had a vision. And in the vision, I was, it was like, you know, you need to do something. You need to write something. And I'm just like, okay, I'm listening. And he was like, 99 things to do with your pants up. I said, well, that sounds a little perfect provocative Jesus <laughs> but 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 I know that you know I was inspired by him to 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 write this and when I did it it, it wasn't easy I really got serious about it during quarantine because when you say yes you're going to do something like you're going to get hounded I mean people would come up to me and be like you know what you look like you should be writing a book. And I'm like, okay. And then one time this, this guy, we're praying together. He was like, I see, I see, you know, I'm, that you, you have like a journal. You should be writing a journal. I'll just start crying. And I was like, okay, I'm going to write it. <laughs> so, so I went to write it. And it was kind of hard. And I, I stopped and it was like, I was like, probably at like 43. I was like, God, can I just do 44 things to do with your pants up? <laughs> I was like, no, 99. So I just kept on going on and going on and ended it up with 99 things to do with your pants up, which I am so in love with this project. It is so fun. It's so, and I've been getting so much great feedback on it. I'm just amazed. And I, I look at it, I'm looking at it now. I cannot believe that I actually am an author and I actually wrote this, you know? So I'm excited about it. Having the idea to write a book and actually sitting down to write that book are two totally different things, but you were able to bridge that gap. What was that like and how did you make time to make it happen? Not being able to go outside and do everything else that I would do to distract me. <laughs> that kind of helped. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I'm stuck here, you know, feeling like a little bit like on punishment. So, <laughs> so every day I would go walking, like while we were in quarantine, and then I would come home and write. And then I had, like I said, I hit that spot. I'm like 44. I was like, really? Is there, what else could it be? And then I just kept on pressing and pressing, calling people, bugging them. Like, you know, you have people that really care for you and, and, and believe in the project. They encourage you. So, you know, I think it's like having good people knowing that it was something that needs to be done and it's needed by other people, knowing that this could make a difference also helped me, you know, pushed me. So knowing what the project is and how it could help and then having people, you know, encouraging you and cheering you on, you know, I think those are two things that kind of helped me go from it being hearing, hearing the title to actually having a book. And we'll be back with more right after this. Stay with us. The Groove Pavement Podcast, talk show, and movie review. Where we break down the black exploitation era, the cinematic genre, the exploitation of the black culture, and experience through film and media. We'll also dive into the cast, the subgenres, the TV shows, and the music. Outside of the films, we'll view some critical signs of the time and what these stories meant then and now, from entertainment to society to economics. The Groove Pavement. 
Catch a new episode each week at thegroovedpavement.com. And we're back, as promised, with more from communication specialist and event planner and my cousin, Kimberly Hodges, as she talks about where one of the biggest pushes for her new project, 99 Things to Do With Your Pants Up, a faith-filled girl's guide of things to do instead of doing the do, actually came from. Literally, everyone around me has a book. Like, mostly all of my friends are authors. So when I call them and be like, I can't do it, they don't want to hear it because they already have books. Like I have like one of my closest friends is a bestseller. She has several books and I call her and I'll be like trying to get some sympathy, sympathy about writing this book. And she was not having, she's like, yeah, they want to hear it. So everyone around me, like, I'm serious. All my friends are like, they have books and are writers, you know, so. It seems like a pretty solidly detailed guide for women that's based in, you know, spirituality and some very definitive um, biblical principles. Is there a thread that ties them together? The thread is finding your purpose. It's really purpose driven. Even though it's not enough things to do with your pants up, it's really anything that is your trigger or the thing that keeps you away from finding what your purpose is. It could be not enough things to eat to keep from doing something or, you know, you know, it could be anything, but it just so happened that, that it's this. So the way that it's written is really to help a person focus on finding their purpose. So there's different activities that's supposed to kind of gear you up to, hey, maybe if I try something different or new, I'll find out what it truly is that I like to do. What is, you know, what is my purpose? And then what I heard later on from God, he's like, okay, yeah, so you have this, but guess what? It's workshops. So the workshops that are connected to the book is called Pants Up for Purpose. And it's like a two-day workshop that can be done by someone, you know, we could give you a facilitator or you can even facilitate it. You get the manuals and it, you can do it with like three friends or 200 girls or whatever to help them f- figure out their purpose. A long time ago, I think a guy came out with a purpose-driven life, something to encourage you geared towards your purpose. But this, my book puts it in action. It's like, let's do some things and see if we can figure out what your purpose is. Would you be able to read a section for us so we can feel what it's like? Okay, just start with one. Number one is called Become a Wonder Woman. It has a scripture. It'll give you a scripture that kind of goes with it. And then it'll go into like a prompter before you do it entries. So one of my all-time favorite songs is What a Wonderful World by jazz great Louis Armstrong. The melody and lyrics make me think about how much of this big wide world I have yet to experience. Now I have been fortunate to grow up as a military child or army brat, and that afforded me the opportunity to see so many wonderful things. From the cobblestone roads and castles in Germany to the beautiful blue grass and gold vault in Kentucky, those childhood memories never left me and in fact, play a huge part in who I am today. 
I truly believe that traveling and seeing how others live builds character and expands your taste for food, music, and art. For this challenge, research famous landmarks or wonders of the world and make plans to visit two or more. While visiting, take a photo, and if applicable, pick up a souvenir. I have a friend who buys a bracelet charm wherever she goes, and another who collects bells. It does not matter if you travel across the world or 20 minutes down the road, go somewhere you've never been before. Journal a lesson you learned and something you would like to remember about your wonderful world. So those kind of things, you know, going somewhere different. You might have a big budget and you can like, hey, I've never been to Arizona. Or you might be a teenager, you're like, okay, well, I've, I live in DC and I've never been to the capital. So it doesn't matter where you go, it's the lesson behind it because you never know what will inspire you and lead you and guide you towards what your purpose is. And it's so funny because it started out with me, the prompting of me talking to um, this, this young woman, but I have really noticed that my friends are enjoying it. I have a friend who actually is one of my clients saying, hey, me and my friends got together and we're going through the book, you know, and we're just, we needed it. We really need it. Even at this age where you feel like you know what your purpose is, this helped her discover something else about, you know, herself. And she, her friends say they use a lot of these things in here to take themselves on dates. How about that? You know, it has really been a, like the target, the TA, the hard target audience really runs the gamut from like 15 to like 80 because, you know, everybody finds something in here, you know, and it, and it, and it challenges them to try different things and listen to different mu music, to try a different food. One of my friends was encouraged to do stand-up comedy, something out of her comfort zone. And then she's like, hey, I'm, I'm pretty funny. And she wants to do more. I am, I, I'm ecstatic about just the response I'm getting from different age groups. Most creatives know that starting is daunting enough, but sometimes clawing your way to the end can be quite a challenge. Do you have any words of wisdom for folks who are starting on a path to doing, you know, something creative or that's pretty big for them? How would you suggest that they keep going? Yeah, I, I think I would just tell people just start to, even if you feel like it's not coming together, put something on a page, even like open a document, save it as the name and just do what you can. Because as you do that, you know, ideas grow, you, you get inspired by something. Just try to put forth, you know, an effort like every day to do a little bit, even if it's a, a just a sentence do that. And then from there, you will start to see it grow and ideas come together for your book. Although Kim says there may not be a 99 more things follow up on the horizon, there is a part two. Pants up for a purpose. Two day workshops that can be done with a group of friends or a girls club are being put together right now. Now we're just working on, you know, uh, training facilitators for it. Um, just, just making it so that it's easy and accessible to 
any and all who want to experience or, you know, I'm, I'm ready for everybody to be walking in their purpose and not, you know, and, you know, not wasting the time that God has given us, but doing exactly what will we put on this earth to do. And so I'm really working towards that. I mean, there's some other things that God has, has, has given other ideas and, you know, things that I have to work on, but I'm just like, you know, that old song one day at a time. Like, so it's like one day at a time going to do, you know, what needs to be done with this, get this to be a well-oiled machine and out there and then on to the next projects. Yep. She said projects. Well, I mean, really you think about, I mean, you know, we have to bring up our, our, our favorite, you know, Prince, like, look, they're still discovering his projects. You know, when you're creative and you're getting all these ideas and you're inspired and everything is like, it's never it, a never ending fountain. I think that I'll be creating until I can't create anymore, until I'm with my creator. Is there anything else you would like people to know about 99 Things to Do? I just want people to enjoy it. Um, a lot of, uh, the person who edited it for me, who is amazing, is like him. It is funny. Like, you know, they, they feel like there's some funny parts in there. Like, yeah, enjoy it. Be inspired by it. Do some things. You know what I'm saying? Just I, I just want people to find joy in the work that, you know, that I create. For more on the book, 99 Things to Do with Your Pants Up, or the workshops, Pants Up for Purpose, check out 99thingsguide.com is where you can find both the guide, how to get the guide, and how to get the manuals to facilitate your um, own workshop, or to, you know, if you want to be a part of the workshop and need a facilitator, we can help with that also. And if you're looking for professional public relations or event planning assistance, log on to provisionprplanners, with an S, dot com, provisionprplanners.com. And that's our episode. Don't forget to follow Speak On It on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even Vimeo. Feel free to email us at tigerlilycommunications at mail, just mail, dot com to let us know what you think. Our music is a song called Please Irene by Lynn Riley and the World Mix. Enjoy some of their past performances via their YouTube channel or purchase their latest via CD Baby and iTunes. Check out the show notes for the links. Hope to catch you again soon. Stay safe out there.